1: So uh, clearly there's an awful lot happening in the health world that's having an impact or a potential impact on you. And uh, we want to check in with uh, local GP, Dr. Yvonne Williams of the Shannon Medical Centre right now. Morning, Yvonne. Good morning, Joe. Uh, so a few quick ones that uh, obviously all of them are having some impact. Um, the first one being the warning from uh, the public health division of HSE Midwest that in Limerick we've seen a spike in COVID cases. How serious is that?
0: It's a really worrying trend, so hopefully we'll see it reversed over, over the next few days, but as it stands at the moment, the, the rates at the end of last week were the same as we had back in early March, and the it was quadrupling within the space of five days, so obviously if that was to continue, we would have 500 cases um, by the end of this week, which obviously nobody nobody wants to see those numbers don't are thinking about, so it's a real call-out, I suppose, to the people of the Midwest from public health to, to be extra, extra vigilant um, over the next two weeks.
1: Does it mean that We're all relaxing, or is it in certain instances?
0: I think we're probably all guilty of relaxing a little bit, and bear in mind, I suppose the guidelines have relaxed you know, that you are allowed to meet people indoors and and people outdoors in in a way that we weren't last month. But there's been a lot of talk in the last two weeks This was about the cyber attack and people have become a little bit more complacent. There's a bit more social uh, mixing going on and the focus in the media has been on the cyber attack and the impact of that maybe rather than the COVID numbers. So it's perhaps gone um, a little bit further to the back of our minds than it should. So we just need to be extra careful, particularly... Anybody with symptoms and anyone who is a close contact, they have to isolate and then to go out to Valley Simon and get that COVID test done as soon as you have symptoms. It's open from quarter of state this morning till half six. Anyone with symptoms can go there for a test.
1: Mm. The uh, attack then by these hackers, um, we're aware, because we heard from Dr. Alexander Fraser earlier, the impact it's having on the hospital system in the Limerick region. What impact is it having on GPs?
0: It, it's had a big knock-on effect on us and I suppose the biggest impact of all on, on patients. I had a lady with me last week in, in tears. It's her operation was cancelled during the COVID lockdown and she was due to have surgery and it was cancelled again. And She was here crying on a day where she was meant to be getting her vaccine. She's so distressed by you know the effect that it has on, on her and she doesn't know when she's going to get that operation done. So there's a real human price that we're paying for this. In practical terms, we spent a lot of the early part of last week cancelling appointments, cancelling blood tests initially. Then later on, we were told we can't do smear test. There is a bit of good news for for women listening today. You're able to get your smear test done again. That is back up and running this week. Um, We're also not getting any discharge letters from the hospital or from out of hours. So people who were going to Dock, every GP would normally get a report the following morning and would be able to follow up on any any other tests that needed to be done or to check in on people who maybe weren't well overnight and to see how they were doing and if they needed anything further done. And we're not getting any of those reports from either the hospital system or from out of hours. So when that system eventually is up and running, we'll have a deluge, I suppose, of you know, a couple of weeks of reports that we will have to go through quickly. The phones are being kept busy with cancellations um, and that's making it more difficult then for people to get through to their GP for other issues. And I suppose the final part is for patients who do need to go to the emergency department if they think they're having a heart attack or a stroke or a broken hip, it's really important that they bring as much information as they can with them. So that's a list of all their medications. Being very careful to think, you know, what have you been allergic to before? What tablets didn't suit you before? Normally all of that would be on your hospital record, but they can't access that at the moment. So people just need to be very mindful of that. Bring as much information as they can with them.
1: Yeah. And uh, colposcopy as well, that's been affected, except for urgent and time-sensitive appointments.
0: Yeah, and not just colposcopy, we've been asked not to do any routine referrals into the public system because they have no way of processing them, so people that we would normally be referring for routine tests, and, and, and bear in mind I suppose anything routine could still potentially, you know, be something that would pick up a more serious illness. We've been asked to, to not do any of those referrals into the public system for now until it's up and running, and we don't know is that going to be another one, two, three, or maybe even four weeks before we can do those. So there's going to be a huge backlog of work to be done from primary care and also in the hospital system when, when things are finally back up and running and the
1: side. In terms of your computers and the computers of other GPs are they exposed to this hack at all?
0: No. So we very lucky, I suppose, in primary care. We were computerized, I think, well ahead probably of most of the hospital systems. So we have a separate system, but we are connected in terms of our referrals. So our prescription system still works. So we're still able to electronically send prescriptions to the pharmacy, but we can't electronically do referrals into the hospital. So a referral letter for something urgent that might have taken me, you know, two minutes a couple of weeks ago is now taking five or six minutes because we can't attach electronically previous scans, previous blood results. We're having to print out everything. If it's an urgent referral, we are sending them with the patient and we're asking patients to send them by registered post to make sure that things don't get lost because it's going to be very difficult for them in the hospital to try and manage all that paperwork until their systems are working again.
1: And what about blood tests, sending those away?
0: So, the hospital in in UHL have asked us not to do any non-urgent blood test right. unless it's something absolutely vital and they've asked us to do as you know the minimal possible. So for most patients who would have been due perhaps a check for their diabetes or heart failure or you know a chronic illness. And um, you know we're deferring them to try and ease the pressure on the hospital as much as we can. So we're we're pushing a lot of work out um, for you know a couple of weeks, so that it will have to be done at some stage. And um, so primary care is going to be very busy, I think, in, in July and August.
1: Okay, so this is really a huge deal, including for listeners to
0: this show. It is, it absolutely is and I mean it it might be hard for somebody young who's in very good health to imagine but we would have plenty of patients in their 60s and 70s who might have had a bad reaction to a tablet 20 years ago or a certain medical condition that happened in the past and people often forget, you know, it's a a long time and if you haven't had issues with it it's easy to to forget, you know, maybe drugs that you're meant to avoid or things you've tried before that didn't work. So it is a safety issue as Dr Fraser explained earlier, I think you gave a very clear account of how, how hard it is in the hospital system at the moment and staff are burnt out at the end of of dealing with the pandemic and it's just really tough on them. This couldn't have come at a worse time really.
1: Okay and finally on the positive side the one thing that does seem to be working very well both computers and in terms of rollout is the vaccination process itself.
0: Yeah, the vaccinations have gone really well. We've actually finished our, our second doses for, for all our over 70s now and it's, it's been really rewarding and, and wonderful to see people. It's eased the stress and people you know are a little bit more relaxed in, in terms of um, the, the fear and the anxiety if they do need to go to a shop or they are meeting relatives for the first time in, in a year or six months. So the vaccination is working really, really well and we want to see that continue at, at full speed and those vaccination hubs are still working and, and working normally.
1: And finally, Yvonne, are GPs done now in terms of going down through the age ranges, are they all now going to be done in the mass vaccination centres rather than through GP surgeries?
0: That varies practice by practice. Some practices have agreed to vaccinate all of cohort four. That would be people who are are very overweight um, and people with very serious health conditions. And then other GPs have agreed to continue and vaccinate cohort seven. And that would be a much wider group of people perhaps with bad asthma or heart disease related to having high blood pressure. It it varies by practice. it, It depends. I suppose each GP has had to decide, you know, is the demand for their services um, more related to people who are sick and people with chronic illnesses and, and to leave the vaccinations to the hub or perhaps if they have capacity they, they're vaccinating as many of their patients as they can. Everybody will be done through the hub and they're, they're down into people in their 40s now and hopefully by next week that will be into their 30s.
1: Very good. Alright, thank you very much for all of that a mixed picture as we've been hearing over the last few days. That's Dr Yvonne Williams who's a GP locally uh, based at the Shannon Medical Centre.